You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we are doing a complete full recap of Caraval, one of our favorite books ever. It's the best. It's the best. And I think a lot of you guys have read it now because we've been screaming about it for so long. Mm-hmm. But now we all get to scream about it together. Yep. Anna has 10 pages of notes on this. Okay. Part. Yeah. I went a little ham writing notes for this. Um, because here's what I was going to do. I was like, well, I'm just going to write down what I remember. And then I was like, well, I should get the book in front of me. And then I was like, no, I have to, <laughs> I have to read it. I can't. I did the same. You can't do notes about a book like this and not like read most of it. So yeah, that's what ended up happening. I never reread books. And this is just like a delight, like a straight up delight to read. It's such a good book. I love it. And it hits better the second time around, don't you think? It does because you like are realizing things and just like realizing things about Julian and Scarlett and just like read like Mm reading their banter and you're like mm, oh my gosh just wait yeah so if you yeah. want to like um set us up for success today by getting us into a quick summary of Carval and like kind of the world and then we can kind of dive into it because I know you got your notes homie I do have my notes um do you want to do a little quick setup because I feel like I'm gonna be like yeah we knew it okay I'll read the back of the book real fast perfect okay it says a legendary competition a mesmerizing romance an unbreakable bond between two sisters scarlet dragna has never left the tiny island where she and her sister tella live with their powerful and cruel father now scarlet's father has arranged a marriage for her and scarlet thinks her dreams of seeing carval the faraway once a year performance where the audience participates in the show are over but this year Scarlet's long-dreamt-of invitation finally arrives. With the help of a mysterious sailor, Tella whisks Scarlet away to the show. Only, as they arrive, Tella is kidnapped by Carval's mastermind-organizer legend. It turns out that this season's Carval revolves around Tella, and whoever finds her first is the winner. Scarlet has been told that everything that happens during Carval is only an elaborate performance. Nevertheless, she becomes enmeshed with a game of love, heartbreak, and magic. And whether Caraval is real or not, Scarlet must find Tella before the nights, five nights of the game are over, or a dangerous domino effect of consequences will be set off, and her beloved sister will disappear forever. Welcome to Caraval, beware of getting swept too far away. Ugh, magical. Magical. I love it. Good. So, so really, good. yeah, really we are doing the recap of Caraval to like pave the way for Stephanie's new book coming out, Once Upon a Broken Heart. Yes, we're um, in her we are interviewing her and we're so excited for it. Oh my gosh, we're so, so excited. excited. But so yeah, listen to this. Um, and if you haven't read the book or if you've only read the first one or even just if you read this series, but it was a while ago, pick it back up, y'all. Pick it up. It's a good time. Like you can, like we're just so excited to react about it and tell you all the things that we love about and what we were thinking when we were reading it. It's just going to be so fun. So yeah. we haven't done a recap book in a long time because usually we're reading books so quickly that yeah and also like I know that there are other book podcasts that just do like recaps and for us like for us to continue loving reading we just like 
we, we just have to go to her place. We do whatever <laughs> the ass we want. <laughs> yeah. But this is our gift to you. This is gift from Anna to you. Let's be real. Anna put in the real work. Oh so we both know. Okay. Both introduce know. us to our characters Let's yeah go. so it starts off basically i mean and this book is in so many like videos of like me trying to convince you to read my favorite book based off the first line because the first line in this book is so like captivating oh. it's like a whole blank page with one sentence and it says it took seven years to get the letter right and so then you're taking through um scarlet writing letters for seven years to um Carvel, the master Carvel legend mm-hmm. trying to convince him to come to her little island to perform his play because that's what Carvel is it's once yeah. every year performers get together and it's really secretive not many people know what it's about she mm-hmm. just knows that it is like magical and she just wants to experience that magic and what's super cool about it is it's such a great way like as for us as readers to learn exposition about them mm-hmm. without it in a mysterious and super fun way like I was yeah. I loved the way that she did that where she was like so what we learned from the letters is basically they live in this town. They have a super, super horrible father who's super, like, as um, Anna put in her notes, the girls get in trouble and find out that you find out that the way that their father punishes them is by beating the other sister. So yeah. great. Love that parent. Horrible. Mm, horrible. Um, and basically you also realize that she is now in order to escape her father, she's getting into an arranged marriage where she's never met. It's someone that her father set up for her. And, and he, it's so twisted. He like tears yeah. the name of the guy's name off the bottom of every letter. So that Scarlet can't like know who it is. It's jacked up. But basically the last letter that mm-hmm. Scarlet writes to, to legend is like, maybe it's, this is my last letter. Like maybe you better not come this year. I'm getting married. Like, bye. And it's like so sad and depressing. And then she gets yeah. a letter back from legend saying like, Scarlett, like I can't travel, but I would be more than happy to give you tickets to come to my performance this year on my little mm-hmm. island. And that's mm-hmm. like, it opens to Scarlett being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he like sent tickets. And so she goes searching for her sister and <laughs> she finds her, her sister Tella. And this is just such a telling moment, like the perfect way to introduce Tella because she is so, so you, the way that Tilla is introduced is that she's like found in this like wine cellars amongst the barrels with a little sailor boy and like super hot sailor boy, super Ooh. hot sailor boy. His <laughs> name is Julian. And Scarlett is like, oh my gosh, Tilla, what are you doing? And that's basically oh. like the mo for Tilla the rest of the series. <laughs> that's Tilla's mo for Tilla. Tilla's the <laughs> entire series is like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I need but to there's a hot boy people. here. But there's a hot boy here. <laughs> You tell her the entire series is like, I really shouldn't have done that, but I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to do it again. Like the yeah, whole, right? oh my gosh, I love that for the third book. I'm like, Tella, I'm not mad, but I am. I'm so glad I'm not you right now. So <laughs> Oh, literally same. Yeah. So they're just trying to talk. Scarlett's trying to get Tella's attention. Their father finds them. And it's so telling the way that Tiffany writes how her father finds them. She's like, I can smell like the lavender and like the rotting plum and like my heart rate started picking up like they they both got really scared and then yeah. you find out that their father beats the other sister like to punish one sister and it's so bad it's really um bad. yeah and then the reason their dad was looking for them is because he was going to tell scarlet that her fiance just wrote to him and they have a wedding date set it's from 10 days from now which is absolutely insane to me but julian sees all of this happen he's a sailor boy remember and he's 
like at first he was involved and he's like well I would love one of those tickets like can no. I, is there somewhere I could get on like I could get you up this island for a price he sees all of that goes down and he's like you know what no I I'll just get you up this island like he's he sees their dad hit um Tella mm-hmm. and then it's like I'll I'll totally get you up this island if you want to come I'll get you off and I'm yeah like, it's Julian thanks my boy love Julian and Can then, you tell, I, I, we are like literally like, and Julian, the grace, the goddess, the god of our life, <laughs> super hot And man. Julian with his he's wavy so brown crazy. hair and tan skin, blue eyes. No, he's got brown eyes. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> Never mind. Anyways, so, um, but yeah, so basically Scarlett doesn't like agree at first, right? Scarlett's panicked. No, she's like so yeah. panicked. Mm-hmm. She wants to get married and basically getting married is the way to save her and her sister just to get away from her father. She doesn't even know who the guy is and she's totally willing to get up and leave everything behind just to get away from him. could be better than her dad. Yeah. And she yeah. is doing, like, I love that the base, oh, just burped. The basis of this entire story is the bond of sisterhood. And I just think that's super cool. But Tella tricks Scarlet and they both end up at the beach at night and she's forced onto the ship. So it's we beautiful. are on our way to Carmel. Yep. But something important that does happen between all of this is that Scarlet has a dream and in her dream, her, she has a Nana or had a Nana who would tell them the stories of Carval, legend, like legend from Carval. And that's how they became so enamored or Scarlet became so enamored with him is because her Nana would tell them the stories of legend and like how fantastical it was. And so like, that's just important to set that up now because it's going to come back up later. It's glorious. It's glorious. And then um, she wakes up. Where does she wake up? Carla <laughs> wakes up in this little dinghy with Julian and is like, where's my sister? Like, how long have I been out? And he's like, he's like, honestly, princess, you've been out for a couple of days. Like, be glad. I already dropped her off at the shore. I had to come back and get you. There obviously wasn't enough people to fit in this little boat. And she's like, okay. Like, at first, she's really freaked out. Um. And so they start rowing to the shore. I mean, the shores look beautiful and it's like a little island. It's like a little Mm -hmm. paradise getaway. But the closer they get, kind of the colder the water gets. And it's really weird. And then Scarlett's like, wait, is that snow on the shore? And then there's, she's like, wait, is there a a hole in the boat? And Julian is like, can you swim? And she's like, yeah, I can, but what? And it's like this whole panicky moment where like, (laughs) Julian just like straight up like undresses as much as he can and jumps in the water because the clothes are going to weigh them down. And so Scarlett panics and just jumps in the water with all her clothes on and starts drowning. (laughs) And I'm like, girl, Scarlett, you're not making a good first impression for how to take care of yourself, but it's fine. (laughs) Scarlett is my favorite. And I just love that she's like, "Mm, corset, like Julian jumps in the water and she grabs the oars and she's like, wait, are you sure there's no way to paddle? As like the boat's already half under the water. I'm like, no, girl. I love it. They get to shore and it's so freezing and they have to find shelter. Oh, you totally missed like one of the best parts is that she jumps in the water with all her clothes on and Julian has to like cut her clothes off. So hot. There's just so many moments in this book that I'm like, thank you, Stephanie. This is why we have to read. Like, we there's no way that we can just summarize this book. This is going to be a two-parter. Because we're like, but wait. But then there was this part, and it's so important to the story. Because literally love. Because love. Because (laughs) fantasy. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. But so then they get to shore. They find their way to this town. Everything's closed. They go into this little clock shop, and they see there's clothes. And on the I think there's, like, a note on the clothes that's, like, for for Scarlet. Yeah. Her plus one. So Julian gets dressed. 
And at first, it's just like a plain beige looking like nothing special dress, but she puts <gasps> it on. I just tell you this dress, this dress stays on her the rest of the book. But tell it, tell us why Celine, this dress is so magical. Because the dress like has a mind of its own and it is personally shipping, <laughs> shipping these two so hard because like every single event that she has to go to or anything, it just like, like, it, it really knows how to like, cause Scarlett's a very, if Scarlett had to choose a dress for herself, it would be like mm-hmm. the most modest conservative <laughs> dress. And oh, this dress is like, give us cleavage. I'm giving her the audacity of like a cinched yep. waist, layers on layers of fabric and tool. And it's like imaginative and fantastical and mm-hmm. amazing. And like, I want this dress so bad. I just want I it. I want like it. every single time that Scarlett sees Julie and she's like, and then the dress has the audacity to turn <laughs> to this beautiful, stunning showpiece that is revealing way too much. <laughs> she's always like so uncomfortable, but she's like, oh no. Have you seen that TikTok where the girl is like, it's like a girl that's never gone. I think I sent it to you where a girl's like, oh yeah, well, I've never been to a dance before. I don't know how to get dressed. And she like looks dead onto the camera. I guess I'll just have to wear this. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm looks fine. The camera. She's like, of course, of course, this is fine. <laughs> She's like, oh, the last, I've only ever worn my brother's used loincloth, like, every day. So, like, for me to put on a dress, oh, no. And then she looks at the, ca- at the camera, and she's like, I'm fine. I'm I'm thriving. Be fine with this. I'm so hot right now. Yep. So that's literally, like, thank you. And here's the deal. When I'm, like, writing my book right now, I'm like, do people really want, like, the main character to have things, like, easily given to them? And honestly, yeah, we do. We yeah. do want it. I want it right now. This is amazing. This is everything I've ever wanted. So, yeah. It's magical. So she gets the dress. She gets the dress. They, some things happen. They finally make their way to the entrance. Um, and they hear the rules for the first time, which are really important. They So crazy. They so list crazy. the rules twice. I think even like, uh, I'm not going to pull them up because, man, I don't have the time to look for it in my book. But it is important. They list them off to them twice. That's how important it is. Um. And so just is that everything has a cost. Yeah. And it's like, don't get too swept away. Like, remember, this is all just a game. And don't get them out at night, right? Isn't or you don't go out at night. Don't go out during the day. Which, like, why is that? Do you think? I don't know. Isn't that kind of weird? It's fascinating. I don't know. But yeah. So as they get to the entrance, they get to the inn where they're going to be staying. And Julian pretends to be Scarlett's fiance to go in with her. And it is, we are already there. And I literally, I think I like was already like, yes, 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 yes. Fake fiance. Let's go. (laughs) Wow. Already got the most. Okay. But yeah, so basically Julian says that he's played before and they're bantering and it's super hot and they enter in and that's when Julian starts realizing. Julian doesn't actually like so it's a race they're running out of time the sun's about to rise they're like the last people there they have to get to their lodgings and he doesn't make it in when the door closes and so scarlet like forces she's like wait that's my fiance like you have to let him in he's my fiance and they're like yeah okay and she's like i'm a special guest of legends i'm scarlet and they're like oh you should have said so like i'll open it right now and he comes back in and because she's like He's my fiance. The girl giving the keys are like, she's like waggling her eyebrows. And she's like, here's your rooms. Enjoy. And they like get up to their room and Scarlett is like, okay, bye. And they both like enter into the door, but she opens her room. She gets in her room and she sees that like the dress removing and Julian walks in and she's like, oh 
absolutely not. We cannot share a room. It's so oh, funny. it's so amazing. I love it. She's like, bye. I'll see you later. See you never. I'm here to like go get my yep. sister and go participate in this game. And I just love that Julian's like, well, honey. <laughs> I just love that so much. Like my like, favorite. You have been so convincing when you were telling uh, her that I was your fiance. I'm going to go reread this book again. You have to. And then they find a clue on the bed after they fight yeah. because they both agreed that like every other night they'll switch off who sleeps in the bed, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, or I don't know if it's a clue. She just finds an envelope on the bed with a key. Yeah. A green key to a door that says like tell it or something. And so Scarlet is like races to the door and she's about to open it and she can hear tell it behind the door with a man. <clears throat> yeah. Sounds like they're getting jiggy with it. Tella is having a good time. She Tella's is having thriving. a good time. And she's like, don't open the door. Like, please do not. She like convinces Scarlet not to open the door. And yeah. so Scarlet feels like a fool, right? Because she thinks she's just found her sister like having a grand old time and she's been looking for her this whole time. Yeah. So she like runs away down the hall and ends up falling asleep like on the floor in the hallway. Which and like doesn't make any sense in that aspect. But oh yeah, it's because she doesn't want to go in with Julian. Is that what it was? Yeah, she didn't want to go back into the room with Julian. Because Julian, like, I mean, we love him, but he's not the kindest, most perfect gentleman ever. No. He was like, there's enough room on the bed for both of us. Like, if you really don't want to sleep on here, then you can find somewhere else to sleep. I'm going to bed. So it's like, I am getting married in 10 days. So I have to be a lady. So, yeah. well, actually, it's more like seven days. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ooh. So she's woken up by this guy Dante who like dark oh pink. Like he is I mean he's really nice to her and so he offers her his room. He's like, yeah. "Well, you can stay in my room because you have nowhere to go." And she's like, "Oh, that's so nice of you." So yeah, now we start the first night of carnival. Yeah, that's where it goes. So then she goes all the way to um what is it? Then suddenly after the first night, they wake up the next day and yeah, she wakes up. She goes back to Tella's room to try to talk to her. And it's like ransacked, completely torn apart. She's so confused. Like, and then people start going in. They're taking everything. Taking things. Yeah. There's no man takes their earrings. This pregnant girl steals her stuff. And then she realizes like, this is what the game is. And there's two ways to play. So you can be a watcher or you can be a participant. And Scarlett was just always going to be a watcher. So she was just going to watch and see how the game was playing, right? Isn't that what it was? I think in the beginning, there's like two paths you could take when you entered. You could take the path of watching or the path of playing. Yeah. And she took the path of playing with Julian. That's up, right. But like she was only convinced that she was going to be there for like a day. She's like, I just have to find Tell and then get out of here. Yeah, no, because remember, she was put on that boat against her will. Mm -hmm. So she gets there and then Tella is gone. Tella's kidnapped and she finds out that that basically in order to win the game, she has to find her sister, but so does everyone else. So now she's competing against every single person on this island to find her sister before they do. There's like a riddle too that she's given. Yeah, it's terrible. It says, this girl was last seen with legend. If you catch her, you shall catch him as well. Of course, you may have to venture through hell, but if you succeed, you may find yourself rich. This year's winner will be granted one wish. This is your first clue on the road to find her. And then it just lists off all the different clues. And then at the end, it says, most of you will fail, but one of you sh- will surely succeed. You have five nights to find the four remaining clues and then the girl and legend's wish will be yours. And so then Scarlett's like, oh my gosh. Okay, well, so now she's like completely in. She's got to play the game to get her sister back. 
She does. One thing that like I love and also I just wish more of is because she got there late, they didn't get a chance to participate in the festivities. Yeah, right. How sad is that? I want so badly to know like all the festivities that were happening. Same. Because like Scarlett's like, I have no time for this. I need to like get to go find my sister. But I'm like, but do you think you could like like just wander into a couple more shops could you just, just like, like wander into a different like couple different shops what do they sell like, what do maybe they go to like people? one of the festivals or like could you tell me what the plays looked like like <laughs> i'm like stephanie literally give me, give me a Please. small like peek into what else goes on because scarlet is distressed like the whole so distressed <laughs> and all she can think about is finding her sister and then getting her fiance it's like honestly Once she has this she grabs this picture that so she has these them. picture cards, yeah, from Tellus. Yeah. And they don't belong to her. And one is of a castle. Mm-hmm. So then she runs and she goes to Julie because, like, he's the only person that she really can trust. So yeah. In runs. fact, Julian is the one who's like, hey, like, he kind of explains to her what's happening. He's like, you obviously didn't stick around. Here's the letter explaining everything. Yeah. And he also uh, hears a little bit about Dante. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? I know. Like, he saw he saw that Tella or not Tella. He saw that Scarlet had slept in Dante's room, and he's like, "Stay away from him. Yeah, stay away from him." And Scarlet's like, "I don't think that's any of your business. Like, he was the only one that's nice to me." Yeah, because their banter is everything. their banter is just beautiful. I just love it so much. But so they they come to an agreement that they are going to try to work together. Yeah. Um, and because Julian gets. So like Julian has something to gain by working with Scarlett because she knows her sister back and forth. So she's going to be able to figure it out. And so Julian's like, you want to work with me and also you will die without me because you don't know how this world works. So like they both have really good reasons. They're not like, let's work on this together. They're both like, they are total enemies to lovers right now. And they are like, totally like Julian's like, well, I don't really want to work with you, but I think that you are my best ticket to win. And I want that wish. And Scarlett's like, I just want my sister. I just want my sister. It's so, so funny. Every time they have like the close proximity, like when he had to cut her corset off because she couldn't breathe. And she was like, in this moment, I was thinking about survival, but I was kind of also thinking about that. I'd never been this close to a man, let alone one who looked as good as him. And I was like, yeah, girl, notice it. Scarlett. She's getting it. She's getting it inside her mind. Also keep in mind now that uh, there's only one room so like how many tropes are we in already we've hit like four tropes at this point it's great so many and it's beautiful okay so they set out to explore yeah because i one of them remember seeing that castle somewhere like they think it's a hint yeah um and so they go looking for it um and i think they actually see the castle but before they go in they're warned that like time moves differently when you're inside of it yes so just be careful, like it moves faster. And so they go inside and tell his eye, or not, sorry, Scarlet's eye keeps getting caught by a man who is like basically naked with like a loincloth on, but covered head to toe in tattoos. And she cannot stop looking at him. And so he's like, would you like me to like read your fortune? And she's like, oh, I, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. But then he does anyway. And Julian is like, I'm not interested in this. Like, peace out, I'll see you later. And so basically this is the first time you learn that things aren't treated with money things are treated with secrets with information about you so like he offered to tell her fortune for for what um an answer for an answer an answer for there we go for an answer for an answer so she'll answer questions if he does yeah um and so she asked about the man she's gonna marry 
but realizes that she missed her opportunity to ask about Tella. And so that kind of starts the theme of like, okay, Scarlett, it's obvious she does care about her sister, but she's got other things on her mind too. She's got a lot going on, okay? I feel like I understand her. I'm like, honey, it's good. Um, Yeah. Basically, the only good advice that she gets is to follow the boy with a heart made of black. And so Scarlett immediately thinks of Julian because she's like, nah, this boy is not a gentleman. Like, he's been rude to me at every opportunity he gets. Um, He, like, goes off on his own. He's not taking care of me. And so then she leaves that place and starts looking for Julian. But then she ends up going into this, like, potions tent. And is just drawn to this one potion of protection. Yes. Um, and so she trades she trades that for the question of like what who do you fear the most? Which she answered her father. Oh. Obviously, I am very scared of him too. Um, so Scarlet starts looking for Julian again and she sees him in the distance and starts following him. And she follows him to a place that he's not there anymore, but she comes upon this place that is a wishing well. That just like puts bad thoughts in her head. And she realizes she's like, it's not the, like, it's not myself thinking these bad things. It's the wishing well trying to get me to go away from this place. Oh my gosh. So she yeah. goes down the stairs into the wishing well and is like in these tunnels and she starts hearing screaming and a girl pops up and she's like, you can't be here. You need to leave. Um, and was, and- this the girl from, was this the girl that was being dragged out? Was that who? Yeah. Was? So that's a very important bit of information. So earlier, Scarlett saw a girl screaming being dragged away. And that's who she saw screaming down in the tunnels. And the girl's like, don't worry about her. Like, we're doing her a favor by keeping her down here. We're protecting her. Like, she could really be hurting herself. And that's kind of when you realize you're like, okay, there's like some freaky things going on here. Not everything is as it seems. There's like Um, magical and mystical things. But then there's also like, for example, like when, doesn't his tattoos change? Like the guy who's like fortune- like gives it the first. Oh, they change. Isn't I just like know that like eye that like moves or like winks or something like that. I am oh, so honestly that would make I could see that. I don't remember that, but that could be true. But no, and so like you're just seeing like behind the scenes of like, okay, there's these magical, mystical, whimsical things, but like there's a cost on legend too. And there's a cost of like what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, it's so sure. crazy. Once again, I'm like, oh, Scarlet is stressed. Stressed. But yeah. And she sees a man screaming at someone who looks like Julian. So she hears a man scream and she's like, is that Julian? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. so then she leaves the tunnel and she's like, fine. Like I'm, I have to get out of here. She sees Dante again, but he's like so rude to her now because she, I guess Julian did that whole thing. So now he's yeah. obviously not on her side. No. And then she's like, you know what, whatever. I'm just going back to the room. She gets back to the room, like late in the night, technically morning. Cause they're sleeping during the day. Yeah. Julian gets back and he is like, bloody and being and um but he did have the earrings for her yeah explain the earrings so the earrings that were taken by the man were just cheap fake um rubies I think but what they were were their earrings that her mom I think that her dad gave to her mom, like back when she was like, I have good memories of my dad. And this is one of them. Like he got these earrings for my mom with like scarlet earrings, like for my scarlet. It's like something like that. Yeah. And then her mom gave the earrings to Scarlet, but then Tella has a knack for stealing things. Mm-hmm. You're a thief and stole the earrings. And so like, well, they don't have monetary value. They have a lot of sentimental value to Scarlet. And that's just like, I mean, Julian got those earrings back for her. So yeah, no one I just that. started showing you a lot um so he's bloody and Scarlett takes care of him and he okay they almost kiss and it's so cute but then he leaves he's like this is a bad idea and then Scarlett starts to think she's like wait how did he get back to the room 
during the daylight like what was he doing out yeah never had the chance to ask him because he was gone and now we're on to night two of carnival so night two this is where the dress comes in and it's so funny Mm -hmm. do you remember that like how like (laughs) so scarlet and julian agreed to meet the next morning in like the tavern or the next night in the tavern Um, but he's like a no-show and she's like the dress can tell that i am in a sour mood and that he is not there because it's turning like blacker and blacker by the moment with like tool i'm like gloves going up like to my wrist it's so she's funny like, Dang it, this sucks. isn't it and then i can't remember if it was like as soon as he arrives like doesn't it like revert back into like this like magical little like slinky thing and she's like hey. i think i know it i know what you're talking about it's in a different um is it night three or night four it was like one of the other nights I think it's in a different book altogether, actually. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> fever read this series, like in, like I got the first book from the library mm-hmm. and then immediately like went and bought them. Now I own them because they're just yeah. delicious. They're delicious. They are so delicious. <sighs> Guys, Once Upon a Broken Heart comes out like the 27th, 29th or something like that. I cannot remember what day it was, but it comes out and it is everything it's it's the same world but like different same world but different and different characters and oh my god you get to see you get to see the sisters like they they say get a little piece of them about what they're up to now and it's you know they're doing well they're doing well okay anyways so that's where she meets Aiko and she's this girl that does like watercolor like drawings and stuff like that yeah and that's when she starts to realize that she sees like Dante like while she's meeting this girl she looks over and she sees Dante and he has this black heart tattoo yeah like, oh. he's the one with the black heart so then she tries to follow him and then she loses him but then yeah so she follows him um she loses him she's she sees this boy over and over again and he's like wants some cider he's like selling cider and she's like okay i have seen you like eight times and i'm lost like what's happening he's like oh that bridge like tends to move a lot and he's like but would you like some cider to help see things more clearly and she's like um okay so she um, she traced the last lie that she told for a cider that makes her things, see things more clearly, but then she gets like super disoriented. So disoriented. The fact that like things, everything turns black and white and things are dizzy. She doesn't know what to do. So she's kind of like stumbling around and that's when she sees Aiko again. Mm-hmm. And she actually like manages to, or by chance looks down at the book that Aiko has her watercolor book. And she sees that it's in color and she's like, <gasps> Okay, well, I, that obviously means that I need to take a closer look at this book. Yeah. Um, so she starts talking to Aiko. And also, though, while she is disoriented, she sees a guy in an eye patch. And she has a sudden urge to follow him. But she kind of has to make a decision in a split second about yeah. what she's going to do. And she decides that she's going to talk to Aiko and try to look into her book further. Yeah. And so they come to an agreement where um, they make a deal to look in her book. And so she follows her down an alley and she explains that her book holds the history or Aiko explains that her books holds all the history of Carnival um and so Scarlett's like okay well like let me see it first to see if I believe you but what she sees is her story since getting to Carnival she sees everything about her and Julian and getting to the beach and getting her dress and she's like it kind of freaks her out but she still believes Aiko so she trades um the things that she trades are the things she regrets the most her worst fear and a secret no one knows uh, but Aiko wants her to trade these things for dresses, which kind of is weird a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Aiko explains, she's like, I'm an artist and your um, dress, when I try to write, looks weird in my drawings and I don't like that. I don't like that it has a mind of its own. 
So she takes her to this dress shop um, and has her pick two gowns out for those secrets. Um, but that's when she has to decide. She offers yeah. her, she goes like, you can either have these secrets, like you need to give me your secrets or you can give me two days of your life. And so Scarlett goes, oh, sweet. Yeah, I'll try two days of my life. Like whatever, what's two days of my life? But it was those two days of her life, like, like in yeah, like right oh now, yeah, like in Carvel to find her freaking sister. So she's well, like, at first she didn't even want to do that. At first she was like, yeah, I'll just do the secrets. And her secret is like, what do you want most in the world? And she's like, to find my sister. And she's like, I'm sorry, that's not true. And she's like, that is true. And she's like, it might be like a want of yours, but it's not what you want most in the world right now. And Scarlett's like, no. Nah. And so they have to take two days of her life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's still has to be paid now. And so she's like, all she can do is run to her room. She's like, I am about like, she's gone. Like she's about to die. Literally. So she's trying to get back to her room. She's stumbling. Dante like finds her and he's kind of helps her a little bit, but he, he like knows what's happening, but he's still like forcing questions on her. And he's like, no, I know what's about to happen. Like answer my question. So I can find Tella first. Yeah. And then Julian like, bam, like punches him right in the face out of freaking nowhere. Get it, Julian. And He's our Ian's feeling <laughs> Sailor Man. With Literally. So Julian helps her like, back to the room and he's she falls like. on the bed and he's like, what did you do? What did you do? And she's like, I, I gave him two days. He was like, you did what? And yep. then. Julian's like, I can help you. Life, he yep. goes, I'm going to take a day. I'll take a day too. And he kisses her. And then, like, they... No, they don't even kiss. That's how beautiful this scene is. He, like, they have to, like, he has to take some of her blood and she has to take some of his. But they, like, fall asleep, like, holding each other. Yeah. Not even fall asleep. They die holding each other. And just, like, the way that Scarlett, (laughs) like, this is the most intimate thing I've ever done with any man, any person in my whole (laughs) life. Like, the way this scene is written, I just highly recommend going back to reread it because it is... read a part of it. Do you have it, Bookmark? I have a bookmark, but let me see. It's like right here. Anna's entire book is like, it's there's so many little pretty notes. Yeah, yeah, I have it right here. Oh my gosh. But where do I even start? Because this whole scene is delicious. Okay. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> it is delicious. Okay, you guys ready for this? Her dying heart beat faster as his tongue gently drew her finger between his teeth. For a moment, she could feel his emotions again, as close as if they were her own, all mixed with fierce protectiveness and a threat of pain so intense she wanted to take the hurt from him. Her finger dipped deeper in, pressing against one of his sharpened scissors. Days before, she'd stiffen at his touch, but now she wished she were strong enough to wrap her arms around him. Not quite sure how far she'd already fallen, she imagined loving him would feel like falling in love with darkness, frightening and consuming, yet utterly beautiful when the stars came out. Like, what? The writing, impeccable. So hot. Give us male protagonists written by female writers. Always, all the time. So yeah, so then they both die together. But something that's important to note is that Aiko said that when she died, she would have a dream. And Scarlett was like, but I never remember my dreams. And Aiko said, I promise you that you will remember this one. And so she dies. And the dream that she has is she sees Tella. And Tella is like there. And she has Aiko's book. And she's like, this is kind of boring, don't you think? But so they go back and they see a girl in a purple gown. And Scarlett's like, is that my Nana? Like, that looks like my Nana, but like a super young version. And then they see a man with super dark hair that they think is legend. And then like the scene changes and they're at a funeral 
and she hears people talking and she realizes it's legend's fault for making like this girl fall in love with him and leave her fiance and she sees dante um who is like super sad and then she sees julian and julian looks like completely dead in the eyes and so then she's like then she wakes up and she's like wait is julian legend and then ronde for carvel <laughs> i love this so much okay so they wake up and they have this super like unnecessary fight because they're supposed to be badly in love with each other and i just don't understand i'm like guys you love each other now just stay together like if they're ken and barbie i'd be like stay together you're fine but as they as he leaves scarlet goes out and she sees her father Mm -hmm. her father's at the lodgings and she starts panicking and (laughs) then she sees julian going to tell his room after leaving dante's room which already like that just throws so many red flags in her. She's like, wait, they don't even like each other. Yeah. What is he doing in this Dante's room? Why is she going? Why is he going into Teller's room? This and she like doesn't room. know what to do, but then she hears her dad coming again. And so mm-hmm. she's like, crap. Like she just has to go hide and tell his room. Yeah. And Julian's not in there. So she's like, well, if he's not in here, I didn't see him leave. Where did he go? So she starts thinking about the passageways and she's like, there's gotta be a passageway in here. Mm-hmm. So she heads into the fireplace and boom. She's there. So she starts walking and walking and walking. And as she's walking, she hears these footsteps and she follows them. And she sees Julian standing over Dante's dead body. What? Yeah. So she obviously freaks. I mean, who went in? Mm -hmm. Um, And Julian is like, as Scarlett's freaking out, basically having a panic attack, Julian is just yelling over her being like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Like I came and I found him like this. And so like kind of the truth comes out where she, Scarlett was like, I saw you. I know that you're a legend. I know you caused this girl's death. And he's like, what? And he's like, the only, um, something happened and like, the truth comes out and you realize that Rosa, who was the girl that died that she saw in the funeral, funeral. Uh, was Julian's sister and actually Dante's fiance. So you start realizing, oh no. So there's like some deeper things happening here. Hmm. Right. And he is trying to, he's on the island to stop legend from hurting someone else. That's why he's at the game again. And so yeah. it's like, okay, like, give me more answers. Like tell yeah. me more things. Like, what is this about? How can I save my sister? And Julian's being super cagey. And then he kind of admits his feelings. It's beautiful. And she believes, believes him. him. <laughs> magical. But like, all this stuff comes out and Scarlett's like, okay, well, legend is starting to become this like monster to me. Yeah. Like he's, he's got a dark history that I didn't know about. Um, so they hear footsteps again, because they're still in these tunnels, remember? And she thinks it's her dad. So they like just grab each other's hands and they run. They're just yeah. trying to get away. And they like have to hide. Julian pulls her into this like <laughs> dark nowhere. And like the walls are getting like closer and closer and they're, like pressed together. And they're like, are panicking. They're trying to get out. And again, this is just like the way that Scarlett thinks where she's like, oh my gosh, my life's about to end, but his body is pressed so close against mine and I felt things <laughs> that I've never felt before. I've never been this close to someone. We are about to die, but. <laughs> Whatever, no big deal. I love that. Also yeah. me, like I get her so well. Oh yeah. But then she starts realizing that the room is connected to their emotions. So as they like calm themselves mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the room starts to expand. So it's like this beautiful little emotional bonding moment that's like, yeah. So good. It's like real. They needed it. They needed a calm moment where, like, they're just like, okay, we have to just take deep breaths. The room will get bigger if we can only like relax. 
Um, Please relax a little more, (laughs) y'all. So they get out of the room. Her dad's not there. They're still in the tunnels. Mm -hmm. They're just walking. Um, The tunnels kind of start changing around them. Like they're magical. They have a mind of their own. And so Julian reveals that legend has sworn vengeance on all of her Nana's lineage because she she finds out that her Nana was the first girl that legend ever fell in love with. But because legend, the way that the story is, is that legend wanted to pursue fame and glory and magic. And because he like was granted these gifts from like a goddess, the goddess said, well, you'll be a changed man after this. And so her Nana saw that he was changed man and chose not to be with him anymore and chose to marry another. And yep. so. So legend's got a little bit of a, of a grudge against. Yeah. He's got a vendetta and it's sad. So Scarlet here screaming again, panics thinking it's Tella and starts running. Julian stops her, like saves her from jumping off a cliff basically. And it's like, you have to start thinking about these things, Scarlet. Like you have to start thinking that this is a game and there's things are happening. And so um, there you find out that Julian knew that Legend was going to take either Tella or Scarlet. that's where it gets like super complicated I feel like then there's like this entire thing I it's just it's wild it's wild it's freaking wild I I just played within this game yeah so Scarlett obviously feels super betrayed and she's like how did you know that he's like I didn't know what one of you would be taken but I knew that he had this vendetta and I knew that you're my ticket to come here to like stop him from hurting people Mm -hmm. Mm. it's always a back and forth with them and it's so sad and like she feels betrayed again but make out make out they go back to the room they talk things over and And then a dress gets delivered yeah it's the second dress the dress that she ordered from the dress shop that took two days of her life and it looks like a wedding gown yeah and it's like covered in buttons there's like this weird button things and scarlet has like this epiphany where she's like (gasps) like i all these buttons that are leading me places i remember seeing a haberdashery which is a hat shop i think that um like we need to go there and see and they agree to go um, when night falls. Like they've been up for most of the, oh yeah, this was the day, but now it's nighttime again. So they agree to go. But I think that's like the cruelest truth with Stephanie is that she literally like, I don't know what day or night or whatever it is. Like I am always just like, and it's on purpose. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, and then like, we thought we, I had a handle on the time and then she freaking loses a day of her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I don't, she's just existing. It's This wild. is a book where all the details are so important. So like, we're trying to touch on all the details. I know I'm trying so hard. I'm like, okay. And then this, and then this, and this, and this, and this, and then this, and then Julian doesn't feel right about the plan. No, he, he tries every single step of the way. He's like, I don't know. This just feels weird. This doesn't feel like legend. But no. Scarlett's like, no, this is what we need to do. She even sees Aiko again. And Aiko's like, I don't know if this is a great idea. And Scarlett's like, no, let me live my life. So they end up going to the hat shop. Uh, they enter it. Scarlett sees a man who she thinks is legend, but it's the same man with the eye patch. So she's like, legend? this is so much better as a second, as a second reading, because you actually know who like legend and stuff is. Yep. Wow. That's what's so fun about it. So yeah. it's not legend, um, but she does recognize him. Obviously, yeah. the man she saw with the eye patch, and he reveals himself like Julian to be like, "We need to get her here." Is like, I prefer if you didn't look at my fiance that way. And the man is like, "That's funny. I thought that she was my fiance." And you find out that he's actually the count 
that has been writing her these letters for so long, like her real fiance to be married and her father shows up and he's working with her father. Yeah. He's the worst. Also, I feel like we didn't explain why she was like, okay. So in the beginning, you know how we were like, how Scarlett was like, well, he's my fiance. So like, he needs to stay in. The reason why is because legend legends, like had tickets for Scarlett's fiance and Scarlett and Tella. I did not explain that. We did. And so that's why the reason why, um, she said that he was her fiance because that was the only way to get her in. And be like, well, this is like a legend. Legend invited me and my fiance. And so that's why she said Julian was her fiance. And so that, I just think it's crazy that now that's why they've been going as more fiances at this moment. Like it was a needed thing. It wasn't her being like, he's my boyfriend. (laughs) Like that wasn't. Yeah. Definitely should have said that. Sorry, y'all. No, y'all. It was on me. It was on me. Okay. But yeah, so then as she starts realizing that the that that's happening, her and Julian start running for it and then they fight and they get then- on this boat and they fight each other and they finally have this like come to a moment where they're like, I'm willing to do this for you. And he's like, Well, I'm willing to do this for you. And they finally kiss. And they it's just nice. They just ride around on this boat for the next little bit, kissing, enjoying each other's company. It's great. Not thinking about her sister or the fact that like her dad's <laughs> on the island or that but they are kissing. It's they like are kissing. Dark, it's the brief high midpoint before the dark night of the soul. It is. Because okay. Ju- like Scarlet's like, I have I'm finally gonna make decisions for myself and I'm yeah. gonna decide what my future is gonna be like. And you know what? For right now, I just wanna be with you. Yeah. It's beautiful. And then Scarlett figures out the last clue, which has a little something to do with roses. Do you want to explain that? Yeah. So she's basically been seeing roses everywhere. And like, whenever she's a new clue, there's rose petals. And so she's like, well, I think the fifth clue like has a lot to do with roses. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she wants to go back to their lodgings to, um, I think the sun is about to come up or it's like something like that. They have to go back to the hotel to get into the tunnels. Um, to like find more out but they get back to their lodgings they get down in the tunnels they freaking run into her dad and the fiance again and this part in the book is so intense that I just have to be like I have to open the page no I feel the same way it's like this part and then at the very very end so many things happen at once that I had to like reread it like a thousand times same so basically like they run into their Scarlett runs into her father with Julian and he's like get away from him like you need to be with the count and it's like I can forgive this like and her dad basically is like to make things better like I'm gonna lock you and the count in your room at night and like things things better happen to make it so that you have to get married how disgusting is that and so Julian is trying to protect her and he's like like I'm not gonna leave you Scar like he's really fighting for her and the dad oh my gosh the dad brings a knife out and he like slashes Julian's face and it's so bad and so Scarlett just like stop the beating of Julian. It's like, I, fine. I will, I will do what you want. She like turns to the count. Oh, what did she say? It was like, I think I marked it. It was the sleeping remark. If you, oh yeah. Do you really want a bride who will only sleep with you because another man will be tortured if she doesn't? Like she finally turns to the count and says that. And he's like, okay like and even kind of throughout this the count has had of like maybe this is too much maybe I don't know what I signed up for I'm a little in over my head here yeah Mm -hmm. but it's still really sad so like they kind of come to a head and she like has to leave Julian with her dad and gets locked in the room with the count and they talk like a little bit and the count is expecting something from her 
if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So then Scarlet uses the protection potion on him, which I was, yeah. I love that. Like we were given that a while ago and then we got to get back. Like that yeah. little like Easter egg was so nice. And so Scarlet finds Julian and she wants to fix him up, but then he like wants to find her sister. So then she like thinks to ask like about Julian's sisters. She jumped from a balcony. So like, if you think about the beginning, yeah something we didn't mention but that at the beginning of Carval is like when they first entered the castle there were like hundreds of balconies like above them so spectators could watch and so she's like well maybe this has something to do like her you know his sister Rosa jumped from a balcony and now he wants revenge maybe like a balcony can tie into all of this yeah Um, and so Scarlett wants to search the balconies like for possibly the actual lost clue Um, but the sun is rising now they're kind of running a little out of time um they're searching they go into the castle they eventually find a balcony and it speaks to scarlet and like in her mind she's like i think that we need to jump from this because she looks over the edge and she sees that it's just like there's darkness underneath so she's like i think that this is part of the game and then something like weird is about to happen and then all of a sudden legend appears yeah well so something weird is gonna happen julian gives scarlet this like is it a compass? It's like a compass on a necklace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't jump with you. Like, this is something you have to do on your own. And she's like, okay, like, I'll meet you at the end. And he's like, promise you meet me at the end. And they're like, yeah. And so she jumps and like ends up falling into this icy river and she gets out and she's in this like, cave somewhere. And she like looks up getting out of this river and who's there but legend and he meets her. And he like, he's like, well, took you long enough. But Scarlett's like, where's my sister? Like, I just want my sister to finish this. And he's being so sneaky. So cold. Like, cold he's so and- rude. He's, like, yeah. tricky. And he's just, and she just wants Julian. And she learns that Julian has been working for Legend the entire time. How disgusting is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, like, can you talk about betrayal? The things that Scarlett goes through where I'm yeah. like, oh, girl, like, so I get. The hot boy. The hot boy. No. We right? got the earrings. Ah! Yeah. And also like her life like like Julian was like her one flicker of hope and like goodness and all of this and now he isn't even real so she's just no. devastated so like honestly everything she thought she knew is coming to a head and like she's confused and she doesn't know um and, and so sudden, yeah Julian's Julian shows up right and he's kind of being weird not like he kind of usually is with her and so she thinks maybe she understands and she grabs the compass and she like opens it. Oh my gosh. I should have wrote down what page this is on. Wow. Page 312. Wow. I had my back. Thank you. You do. I know. I'm just yeah. sitting here like reading your notes. I'm like, dang, Anna, like get it, girl. This is very amazing. Because my brain's like, and then there was these pretty dresses and they kissed a lot. And and then like there was intrigue and her dad's a bad man. And like, you're like, and then, then this specific event happens. And I'm like, but the dress was so pretty. <laughs> it made me feel really good. I have like such Kristen Dwyer, like love right now. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Okay, so, go ahead. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I found it. So she opens the the thing and it says, I'm sorry, Crimson, which is Julian's nickname for her, this whole book it's delightful i'm sorry crimson i wish i could say what i'm sorry for but the words he cut off her several tense clicks as the second hand continued its slap around the numbers then as if it wounded him julian's voice ground out it wasn't just a game for me i hope you can forgive me <laughs> just a game you so know what it's like you know, okay. else? you know what that book reminds me of the mm. legacy that you're supposed to be finishing right now <laughs> oh, man. i am i am supposed to be reading it Ooh. Oh, it's so good Okay, but anyway. so 
like Julian, weird things are happening. And legend is like, wait, did Julian like actually fall for this girl? And then he freaking stabs Julian. Julian. He stabs him. He's like, dead. It's, he's dead. He's dead. Rest in yeah. peace. He's gone. Julian completely dies. Scarlet <laughs> has been traumatized again by a death. Poor Scarlet. And then she gets an invitation to tell his funeral. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So her fiance is mm, trying to, like, he was trying to, like, he was getting a little rapey. He was like, uh, <laughs> dad's the worst. But her Julian, like, betrayed her, but then loved her. Now he's dead. And oh, tell his funeral. So she follows these stairs to this trap door and she finds a room with Tell in it. And Tell is fine. Yeah, and this is like, this weirdly starts the fifth night of Carnival. Oh yeah, we've now entered it. It's wild. So this whole thing with like Tella, she sees Tella and Tella is like, Scarlet, like, how you been? How you been, girl? Took you long enough to get here. And Scarlet's like, so bored. Uh, Scarlet obviously at at this point in time has been traumatized beyond description. It's like, haven't you had fun at Carnival? I know I've been having so much fun. And she's just like, I effing everything sucks and I hate yeah. everything so Scarlett's like Tella we need to go we need to like pack your bags and go right now <laughs> and Tella's like no like this is just a game and Scarlett tries to tell Tella the truth about legend and she won't listen like Tella's even like okay like I will listen to you um and Scarlett's like well I got here I have this invitation for your funeral like look at yourself but then obviously because it's legend and Carval, the note changed it doesn't say that and so Tella's like, well, I need to tell you that like I met someone. I can't leave without my man, like this person I've met. And it's this man named Daniel. And apparently it's her fiance now. And she's fallen in love with him. And like Tella is trying to be so manip- manipulative to Scarlett by being like, don't make me choose between the two loves of my life. Like yeah. just stay and we can have a good time and you can meet Daniel. Um, and so, you know, she fetches Daniel and Daniel shows up and Scarlett's like, Tella, that's legend. Like that is yeah. not a man named Daniel. That is legend. The man who literally just stabbed and killed Julian. Yeah. Again, Tella doesn't believe like any of, any this. of this. It's so, so sad. Legend, like aka Daniel, wants to tie Scar up for her protection. So Tella agrees, and then he like mocks her, and then he tells Scarlet to walk to the edge of the balcony and he won't touch your, I won't touch your sister again. Like, and then he yells that Scar is going to jump. And that's when the Count and the Father show up. And Tella's like, oh, Tella's no. getting scared. She's like, Scarlet, back away from the edge. But Scarlet's like, no, you don't understand. I have to do this so that he'll leave you alone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Poor uh-huh. Scarlet. <laughs> and so finally, Daniel reveals that he's not Daniel um, and that he never loved Tella. And so Tella, like, this is a tragedy where she starts, like, backing up to get away from him. Yeah. And she's backing up to get away from him. She's walking closer to the edge. Also, remember that the Count and the father are in the room. They are in the right room. Now, while yep. this is all happening, they are all witnessing all of this. Right. And so, and like, Charlotte tries to be like, Tella, like, no, but Tella is, like, so traumatized that she, like, she steps over the edge. And she falls. She and falls. that's when Scarlet goes, I wish she uses the wish that she won because she found Tella yeah. to bring Tella back. And she's so heartbroken because she can't use it on Julian. Right. I mean, can you imagine? She watches her sister fall to her death, like races down the stairs to her body, is like leaning over it, being like, This is my wish. So, like, I'm gonna use my wish to bring her back. Realizing that like she wanted to use it for Julian. Now she can't. 
Yeah. And legend refuses. Yeah. He says that, no, I can't grant this wish for you. And then Scarlett's like, okay, well, but like the blood magic, like Julian took a day, like one of my death days, like, I wonder I can give all my blood, whatever blood it takes, I will bring Tella back. Yeah. But that doesn't even work either. And so that's when this, the worker come that like, she has to like, like basically she's, she has to accept that Tella's dead. Yeah. And so a worker comes out, my, like, I didn't, the details are like, she's seen this worker, come, she knows who the, her name's Joe. And it's like, um, I think you should go get Tella's items from her room. Yeah. And Scarlett's like, and you Carmel's know, over. Yes. Carmel is over yeah. and she's just forced to accept it. So Scarlett goes to the room where she finds a box and inside are letters to legend from Tella. So so she realizes that all these years Tella has been writing letters to legend too. Yeah. And she calls to be summoned to legend. So she's like, okay, I need to talk. I need to talk to legend. I need to talk to legend. Yeah. So then she has questions and they do need to still be answered. Yeah. So she goes to legend and she goes, what kind of deal did you make with my sister? You know, just like, tell me what's going on. Legend's not acting right. And he goes like, that's not my role. So this is, this is the crazy part. Mm -hmm. This is the moment when you realize that legend, mm, maybe he's not really legend. He's not actually Casper and he's one of legends performers. And so now Scarlet remembers that at the beginning of the book is they say legend wears a different face every game yeah um and casper says i just want a page number because i was like i'm not writing that page down. 367 i'm getting there right now is um um is there really even a legend scarlet asks oh yes casper laughed a faint as faint as his smile seasoned with something bitter Legend is very real, but most people have no idea if they have met him, including many of his performers. The master of Carval doesn't go around introducing himself as legend. He's almost always pretending to be someone else. And then she asks, have you ever met him? I'm not allowed to answer that. In other words, he hadn't. However, he added, it seems your sister managed to capture his attention. Casper nodded towards Scarlett's hand. Six letters penned by two different people starting a season after Tella's first correspondence. And so there's even like, legend is writing back to Tella. Like, because Tella's first letter is, I'm going to read it because that's how good it is. It's so good. Stephanie, who are you? Who are you? Be our friend in real life. You're like, what? Please. Okay. Yeah. So the first letter is, dear master legend, I believe you are a liar, a blackguard and a villain. And I would very much like your help. My father is a villain as well, though not the dashing sort like you. He's the kind who likes to beat his daughters. I know this is not your problem. And since you probably have a heart made of black, perhaps you don't care. But I've learned you did actually feel something when that woman threw herself from your balcony after you rejected her during Carval a few years ago. I heard you were so upset. That was the real reason you stopped traveling. Helping my sister and me won't completely make up for whatever happened then, but it might help a little. I also think it would be cre- it would create a very interesting game. And I know how you like to play. Yours truly, Donatella Jagna. So, Yeah legend had been writing teleback about like okay well maybe i will help you like what's to say if i do and so and then you go like go. in the letters it is revealed that they knew that scarlet would use her wish to help tella and then like out steps tella from like behind this door in this room and scarlet is pissed like oh for good reason yeah <laughs> 
She didn't even get to enjoy the game that she'd been dreaming about forever. She just had to deal with this, like, <laughs> she's like, sister, you're the worst. But the reason why she went to the games was not to, like, play the games, but to get away from her father and to, like, have a life that's better than this. And that's the best part. Tella explained that she knew the plans and everything. She planned it with Legend to save Scarlet from her future. She was, especially now that her sister is, was engaged and she knew Mm -hmm. that like anything involving her dad was going to be horrible. And that's when you can explain a little bit. Her non- So yeah, they, I just had to put this part in. I never said the name. Her name was like Annalise or something, but they called her Nana Anna. And I was like, "Mm, Anna, gotta fill that in. But so like their Nana did have a romance with Legend, but he never swore vengeance apparently. Um, and so then Scarlett asks, like, Scarlett's finally, like, has the nerve to be like, okay, but, like, what about Julian? Yeah. And Tella's like, that's kind of my fault. And then reveal, she's like, well, she's, he's not actually dead, Scar. And she's like, wait, what? She's like, I and hate so, you. I hate you so much. This yeah. This is, like, the worst episode of Pranked ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So the reason behind <laughs> everything is that Tella um, made Legend promise not to make Scarlett fall in love with anyone. And so when Julian, like Julian was only ever supposed to help her get to Carval and then he was supposed to make his like exit. Yeah. But because they kind of like made this team with each other and they sort of relying on each other more, like it was this whole weird thing. But like through circumstances, Julian ended up staying, even though like he was supposed to be taken out. So Legend this whole time had been trying to honor that deal, trying to get Julian out of the picture yeah 100% that's why like he keeps disappearing and all that stuff yeah and so she's like okay I guess that's fine like she's really upset she's really confused mm-hmm. and then Tella's like well let's go to the closing party and then they're like she's like I hate you but okay let's go and she's know. like someone might be there we don't know I just want to talk to him and so mm-hmm. like but I'm scared so it's like okay I'm leaving right now okay okay yeah what's this dress gonna do now what's the dress gonna do is the dress gonna make me super right? hot let's go please yeah so then they go to the party and Scarlett and Julian see each other and they talk they actually have this like really beautiful like moment where yeah. Julian um like reveals a lot about his past and like the things and you actually find out that um he's related to legend and that legend is actually his brother and so he's like I lost faith in him like when that girl died I left I didn't want anything to do with it and you know legend told me to come back and give him one more try that like things could be different um which I guess they are because he helped Tella with I mean it's kind of twisted but he did help Tella with yeah. this whole thing um and so they like define the relationship and they're like yeah i, I want to make it work between us oh we didn't explain how they got rid of the count and the father oh well tella like jumps and is very dead on the bottom floor and scarlet's like go like she's gone now the best thing you can do for me is to get out of my life like and never come back yeah and her they leave and she like, she's like i can take the count magic. with you she didn't need any of Legend's magic. She didn't need any of the wishes. She just, she pulled it outside of herself. I just thought that was so powerful. Yeah. Um. So now she's a free woman. Like they have like this whole, they kind of have this conversation of like, okay, like what is, where do we want to go? Like what's next? And she and Julian have this huge DTR about their feelings with each other. And this is kind of the best part. I love it. So you start realizing by the way that Tella is like a really good person. And she and Julian were not like doing anything behind the barrels. They were, they were planning this from the beginning and Tella yeah. wanted everything for Scarlett. Mm-hmm. And so they never had any weird moments, which is super good to hear about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And then it just ends with them being together. There is an epilogue and it's Tilla's perspective. Um, so awesome. But we won't get too much into it because it kind of sets things up for Tilla's story in the next book, which is what the next book, Legend, is kind of told from Tilla's perspective. Um, yeah, but this book is, wow, magical. The way that the writing is, is unlike anything, obviously. I just love Stephanie Garber and her ability to write Yes, these magical scenes and throw you right into the mix of things and you feel like you're really there. It's magical and amazing. And we're so freaking lucky that we have this. And I'm so lucky that we get to interview this. We interview her on Thursday. We're recording this on Sunday. And it's just amazing that we get to see, like meet this amazing author and talk about her books and stuff like that. And I'm just so excited. So yeah, so that's Carval. There's two more books after that in the series. And then the next book comes out in September. So if you guys want to check it out, we don't get anything for doing this. We just no. literally love this series. Just love it so much. Yeah. Anyways, we love you guys and we'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.